you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFC Showdown tonight, hours away right here on NFL Network. That's right, Thursday night, football week six kicks off. The champs heading into hostile territory, Philadelphia. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers defending the champs, and they just want to keep that thing rolling. Jalen Hurts, though, might have something to say about that, making a statement on their home turf. It is a primetime battle in the city of brotherly love. Thursday night football tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network on Fox. And you can stream it with lots of options on Prime Video. And we welcome you to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live. We are going to talk about this game, that game, the other game. We've got Hall Monitor coming up. What are we learning yeah, there, D'Angelo? Yeah, I'm going to tease a little bit. It's the dude who's leading the league in interceptions right now. So mm-hmm. Can't wait to break him down on film. We've got Najee Harris Driggs joining nice. the program. Randall Cobb, what a huge catch. Kyle Brandt. So we've got all sorts of guests and things to get to. Peter Schrager, my name is Kay Adams, and it's time for Lee Block. Lee Block. Let's do it. And let's go to Lincoln Financial Field, shall we? It should be a nice night where Mike Garofolo is live with us now. Good morning to you. Let's start with Rob Gronkowski. He's been ruled out for tonight. What does that mean for the Bucks' offense? Uh, and we, of course, have questions with Goddard on the other side. Yes, Kay. Uh, Rob Gronkowski will miss his third game because of a rib injury suffered a couple of weeks ago. He was ruled out yesterday, and it is a loss for any team to not have that kind of a target on the field. But it's not that big of a loss when you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you have as many weapons as you have right now, and they're clicking the way that they did the other day with Tom Brady throwing the football despite the fact that he had an injured thumb. By the way, not even on the injury report. I don't sense any concern about Brady's thumb coming into tonight's game here in Philadelphia. So let's see how the Eagles defend this Tampa receiving core. The Dolphins tried to play man coverage for much of the day. That did not work out so great. The Eagles have a different kind of scheme. They play a lot of zone. So the Bucs are expecting Philly to come out and try to keep everything in front of them. But you really can only slow down this offense. You're not going to stop it completely. So let's see what Philly is able to do with defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. By the way, two other injuries for the Buccaneers. Center Ryan Jensen, uh, as well as Jason Pierre-Paul on the other side of the ball. Both of them expected to play despite being listed as questionable. Well, Mike, how about the guy JPP is going after? Jalen Hurts has been quietly electric, if that's possible, even historic. You get the sense if they're going to pull the upset tonight the quarterback one for the Eagles is going to have to go ballistic. How the the Bucs plan to stop this guy? There's no question. And, and there, it's going to have to be an effort-type thing for them. I know they're a little concerned about the fact that they didn't get to practice this week. Everything was walkthroughs. That's what teams usually do when they have these Thursday games. You'd like to be able to rep things against this kind of offense and what he's able to do when he escapes. They're expecting that to happen. You just got to try to limit the damage that he does when that happens. And again, it's going to have to be an effort thing from this defense, especially without Levante David, their linebacker who was ruled out. That's a guy that covers a lot of ground for them. 
so Kevin Minter going to be stepping in. They're hopeful that they won't miss David that much. But that is something that Tampa is very worried about, Jalen Hurts and his escapability. And by the way, Kay, I didn't answer your question before about mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard. Still on the COVID-19 list. No expectation that he's going to come off before tonight's game. So it looks like he will be out. Oh, nice. Uh, they've got a Heisman-winning wide receiver. They've got a susceptible secondary, and it's not a team you can run on. Miles Sanders hasn't really found his rhythm yet this season. You've got Gainwell there, but uh, probably not in the game plan a lot. On the shoulders and on the legs of Jalen Hurts tonight, thank you so much to you, Mike Garofolo. Talk to you in a bit and throughout the show here on the Thursday. Leading to TNF, it's going to be a challenge for these Eagles tonight. Moving forward in their division, of course, Philly sitting two games back of Dallas, who's on a four-game winning streak, looking good on both sides of the ball, looking explosive and dominant. Uh, can Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, and the Eagles challenge the Cowboys in that division, or is this just like a fun game and it's a one-horse race in this thing? Your old division. I mean, in my opinion, it's a one-horse race. <laughs> and, 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 and look, I wasn't, I wasn't saying this at the beginning of the season. I mean, I was all in on Washington. I thought that defense would be a lot better. But, man, I think it really goes to what I think about Dallas. Because when you see what they've done offensively, I thought, you know, I didn't know how Dak would respond to the injury. But, I mean, I think he looks even better. I think the time off has given him an opportunity to really hone in on that playbook. Um, You know, from a mental standpoint, he looks so comfortable. And that's where my eyes just automatically gravitate toward. I mean, he looks so calm and relaxed in the pocket. And then you turn around and you see all those weapons that he has. You see Ezekiel Elliott, who's motivated now. Tony Pollard, who's still getting getting some touches. Um, And then defensively, they look totally different. You know, hats off to Dan Quinn, the rest of the coaches on that staff. But this defense, you know, like I said, you know, the other day, they're still giving up yards and taking the football away. And if you can take the football away and steal possessions and give it to an explosive offense like this, I mean, I don't see many teams in that division having a chance to to go blow for blow with Dallas, let alone at the end of the day being even in that conversation when you look at their record. Yeah, it usually comes down to like week 15, week 16, week 17, and these teams square off, and it's like the Eagles have to host Dallas, and it's going to be in Philly, and can Dak get it done in a big spot? Or Washington is traveling to New York, and it's like, can the Giants hold up? I don't see it. I think mm. we're going to be in Thanksgiving and be like, cruise control here. I I hate calling a division six weeks into the season, D'Angelo, but uh, I think it's a one-horse race. And I look at the two games that we saw the Cowboys play against their division opponents so far. The Eagles gave up 41 points to Dallas less than three weeks ago, and it was one of the biggest blowouts we've seen of any team this season. Dallas had their way. Trayvon Diggs had his way. Dak threw all over the place. Okay, fast forward two weeks later, and the Cowboys are hosting the Giants, and it's the national game of the week, and we've got Buck and and it's... It's a blowout. It's a blow- they put up 44 points. I, I don't recall. Certainly not as we've had a show, and the Cowboys have been good in the last five years. I don't remember it being this one-sided in this division. Even 2016. Even 2016 when they won the division. I don't remember it like this. Because at least the Giants still had Odell, and there yeah, was like, sure. you know, the McAdoo Giants had something going. They went to the playoffs that year. I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles right now as a playoff team. I don't see Washington as a playoff team. And the banged-up Giants, I don't see one. The Cowboys look like they can contend Mm -hmm. for a Super Bowl right Mm -hmm. now. So five weeks in, put me on the freezing cold takes when they think falls (laughs) apart. But right now, it looks like it's the Cowboys and everybody else. And the Eagles tonight try to win. Wild card might be a possibility. Did you see the picture of Dan Quinn yesterday at practice? This guy had a helmet on, and he's Mm -hmm. out there doing drills with defensive players, (laughs) like headbutting guys. It's exactly why he's there. But let me chalk up. Let me me put the weightlifting belt on. Let me get my pre-workout. Um, no, I'm not calling the race. We just implicitly trust Mike McCarthy to just shepherd the herd for the rest of the next three months. Um, there's a thing going on here, and we're going to see it tonight. I think we're going to find out a lot about the Eagles tonight, whether they win or if it's close, that maybe they have what we would call punching power. We mentioned Jalen Hurts has been not only crazy good, but like historically good. Let's see how good Jalen Hurts on a losing team has been. Most total yards ever, first nine starts since the early 70s. He's up there. It's Cam, Mahomes, Herbert, Deshaun, and Jalen Hurts. He has been that productive. Nest, the wins have not been there like they need to be. But he runs, he throws, he does it all. And there's a little bit of a fake news with the Eagles. Let me tell you what I mean. 
Jalen Hurts has had a lot of plays where he's thrown for touchdowns and they've been called back for stupid penalties, illegal touching, man downfield. He's had five of them this year. I do think that Jalen Hurts has something to say about this division, and we've seen young quarterbacks go absolutely nuts and gel with their receivers and just put on a show. Believe me, they got hammered by Dallas. I know they did, and they got work to do. I don't trust Dallas completely, and I'm not counting out Philly, but we will see tonight if they have the big punching power. I think Hurts has it. You t- you're taking the mystery box between the coaches. You're saying <laughs> McCarthy, but you look, look in the mirror and Sirianni looking back at you in yeah. the visor. Like you trust the mystery box. I like the Sirianni factor. Who's coached five games? Yeah, I do. I like it too. We've seen plenty of McCarthy. I think they win tonight. They're back in the conversation. Granted, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are the favorite, but yeah. you, I like that you mentioned the wildcard team. I looked, and in the NFC, it's going to be murky. It's going to be up for grabs. Right now, they're the spots right now. Panthers and Bears. Yeah. The Eagles have enough talent on both sides of the ball to mm-hmm. get it together and get in the playoffs. Maybe not just win the NFC East. It's kind of cool to watch them mm-hmm. tonight, right? Because Tampa, whatever, maybe Tampa beats them by 40 points. I just think that they're a cool little, like, lurking team out there with an upside and a cool chance to prove it tonight. Because that wild card, the Carolina and Chicago, uh, 100%. Fine. We'll see. I, Go get it, Phil. I just look at it. Who's got the best quarterback in the division? The yeah. Cowboys. Who's got the best running back? Which is how Cowboys. you always look at it. Receivers, Cowboys. Yeah. Defense right now, Cowboys. Like, it's hard. And, and it, yeah. they, they will dip. Their season will dip at some point. The Cowboys is not going to be 15 and 1. Who's got the best coach in the division? We don't know, right? No. Don't know. D'Angelo? Probably Washington. Uh, yeah. Is this gonna Maybe be, Washington. Is this going to be ugly in Philly tonight? <laughs> I think it's going to be ugly, but I'm optimistic. But I do think it's going to be ugly. Got so it. Yeah. We know how you feel about the Eagles. Well, you know, I don't mind the Eagles. It, it, it's hell going in there playing, but yeah. now that I'm not playing, I don't okay. mind the Eagles. We're having a great Thursday morning. We're already talking about stats being for losers and tattoos on D'Angelo Hall. Yep. It also is Mixed Bag Trivia Day. Okay, so... Today is Eagles versus Bucks, but we've got this wide open MVP race. I don't remember it being this wide open five weeks through the season, maybe in recent history. I mean, we're talking about Kyler has a shot, mm-hmm. Dak has a shot, Tom Brady playing tonight, might be the front runner, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So the game we're going to do, the theme is going to be MVPs, okay, and MVP seasons. Okay. So it's going to be MVP quarterbacks okay. of yesteryear, MVP quarterbacks of today. And something called the mixed bag, which I'm not really sure about. The producers keep talking about it. It's this mm-hmm. mixed bag. It can be any question. That's the category? And it's like pop culture related. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you guys the choice right, of okay. what category you want. D'Angelo, do you want yesteryear, today, or this mixed bag category? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the tattoo for now. Let me do MVP quarterbacks of yesteryear. I yesteryear. Like right. yeah. Old school. D'Angelo Hall, let's go back to Thank ni- you for choosing that. 1997. My favorite okay. quarterback. Brett Favre. Your favorite quarterback? <laughs> Brett love Favre. Favre. Who doesn't? He won his third straight MVP award, but he actually shared it with another Ooh. player. That was co-MVPs that year. Mm-hmm. Who was co-MVP with Brett Favre in 1997? Was it Steve Young, John Elway, Barry Sanders, or Derek Thomas? Gosh, why do I look so puzzled? Because I feel like I have, I feel like I had no clue he had a co-MVP year. I'm going to probably have to go with, give me Barry Sanders, C. Why, why would you go Barry Sanders? Because I'm thinking he was probably explosive as hell. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I don't remember it being Steve Young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, John Elway, I think, won a Super Bowl in 98, mm-hmm. 97, 98. So maybe John Elway. I'm going to change my answer. No, Y'all the, just the, talk the, me. No, no, no. I okay, didn't say okay. anything, I'm looking at your eyes. Don't look at me telling me to change. But then you Don't look at me. I'm going to stay. I'm going to go C. I'm going to stay C. Original. Seat. Yeah, Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. Yes, Barry. Yes, the That's correct right. answer is Barry, Barry Sanders. Good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Y'all gave me that one. Mm-hmm. Career high, <laughs> two thousand and fifty-three yards that season. He closed out the season with over a hundred yards rushing in fourteen straight games. It's the only NFL season that he actually won the MVP. He was marvelous. Scott Mitchell at quarterback, Herman Moore at wide receiver. And two players in the same division were co-MVPs so cool. wow. in 1997. Was it, there's another co-MVP. Wasn't it Manning and McNair? McNair, 2003. That's so, right? Yeah. Also the same division. Yeah. So we always talk about Barry winning it, like him being the last running back, but he didn't even win it all by himself. Mm-mm. I didn't know any of this. Well, Adrian Peterson was won MVP. A couple of years he back. won it by Sean himself. himself. Right. Sean Alexander has yes, won it. Yes, he's won it. Sean Alexander is MVP. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hell of a year. Super Bowl yeah. year. Had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I will go of today. MVPs of today. Okay. Well, it's very appropriate because we're getting an MVP tonight. Yes. His name is Tom Brady. But his last MVP season 
was in the 2017 campaign, the same year the Patriots ended up losing, ironically, to the Eagles mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl. So Brady got 40 votes for MVP, but there's 50 votes. Eight of them went to a second-place finisher. Oh, gosh. This is good. This mm. is a fun one. Mm -hmm. There's no wrong answer. Okay. Actually, there is. There's three of them. Um, take, <laughs> take a guess. Who got second place in the 2017 MVP voting? Wentz, Bell, yeah. Gurley, or Alex Smith? It's not Bell, and it's not Alex Smith. Is this the 20-touchdown Gurley year? Did he, did he get that many votes? At running back, we always talk about how running backs never get love here. Mm. Is this the year Carson Wentz looked really, really good? His MVP campaign season? It's our second season as a show. It is. He went down That's with how I always look at it. 13. I don't, yeah, it is our second year as a show. We were in, we were at that Super Bowl. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a great guest, and he would have won the MVP if he finished his season. Did he get votes? He did not even get second place. I would have said Wentz, too. Okay, you were right originally. Todd Gurley! Todd Gurley! Second in the NFL. He had over 2,000 scrimmage yards. He had 13 oh. rushing touchdowns, and he was part of the number one offense in the league. He was so fun. That was first year with Sean McVay. They would lose to the Falcons in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But out of the gate, this was the big one. In Tennessee, everyone's like, is this team for real? Then Gurley's like, I'm going to gash you for 80 yards on a screen pass. <laughs> um, Gurley finished second with eight votes. Carson Wentz got third with two votes, but mm -hmm. Brady won the MVP. And it was one of those years, Brady didn't throw for... 8,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. He threw for 20-something touchdowns. It's like early got votes. Patriots just took it away. Yeah. But the Patriots are the number one team, and they would go on to lose to the Eagles, who they played tonight in the Super Bowl. Ah, look at you. you All right, last one. Uh, you know, Peter, you know me. I like to be a voice for the voiceless, so let's do Mixed Bag. Okay, Mixed Bag it is. All right, Kyle, the MVP award is coveted, and Peyton Manning has now won the most with five. He actually hosted Saturday Night Live sure. in March of 2007. Okay. Carrie Underwood was his musical guest. But who hosted and was the musical guest? The episode immediately after Peyton the next and one. Carrie Underwood did it. 2007. Was it Shia LaBeouf and Avril Lavigne? Was it Terrence Howard and the band Stained? Okay. Was it Zach Braff and Murphy Lee and the St. Lunatics? Or was it Paul Rudd and the composer John Williams? You think they had Paul Rudd and John Williams came out and conducted the Star Wars theme and the E.T. theme on SNL? Nice. Everyone loved Jurassic Park. It was a great song. I mean, that would have actually worked, but I don't think it's that. Uh, Zach Braff probably did host, but not with the St. Lunatics. Minus Nelly, just the Lunatics? Just the Lunatics. No, I'm not on that, too. Terrence Howard was big. You had traffic at the time. The stain was... Big about five, six years earlier. Is it LaBeouf and Avril? I'm actually going to go B, Terrence Howard uh, from the Swim Team movie and stained Aaron Lewis, big deep voice with the bald head. What is the Swim Team movie? You did a movie called F Courage or something? I thought it was Pride. Pride, that's what it is. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, movie, man. Man. Good you know movie, that movie? Bro. Good movie. You got some points there. That's a good movie. Listen, it's a, don't go it is a, uh, um, <laughs> it is a, an urban swim team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a movie very inspirational. He's got a single tear and, he, and they swim and they learn and they win the race. I love it. Yeah. And I was thinking swim fan all along. <laughs> very different. Swim fan, like very different. We did. Yeah, that's a very different movie. Uh, the correct answer is Shia LaBeouf. Ah. All right, Shia came out there and there were sketches where he played Tobey Maguire while Avril appeared in a Dakota Fanning skit. Yeah. Uh, she played Girlfriend and I Can Do Better. That sounds great. Right. Great episode. We got a video clue too, guys. Okay. I want more takes from D'Angelo on the movie Pride. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's really good. Afterwards. On your marks. He's crying. He was going for the Oscar for Pride. All right, what do you got? 1992, Steve Young wins the MVP award. All right, mm -hmm. It was one of these awesome seasons because Joe Montana was the quarterback forever. They put Steve Young in, and then he makes one crazy play in a game. Week five against the Rams. That stupid Look field. at that candlestick field. I love it. <laughs> what happens on this play that is so iconic and really already put him in the MVP conversation in week five? Was it a touchdown pass to Jerry Rice? Was it a scrambling touchdown run? Was it a touchdown pass to Brent Jones? Mm -hmm. Or was it a TD reception that Young caught from fullback Tom Rathman throwing it? Mm -hmm. D'Angelo, we'll start with you. Oh. On the baseball field. Yeah. I'm going to say scrambling TD runs. That's Steve Young. Right? I feel like I remember him almost falling down <laughs> into the end zone on an iconic plate. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, I think the highlight is a reception. Steve Young catches it from Tom Rathman, the fullback, you say? Yes. That's what I want to see. Absolutely. I, I just like that his name too. is on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, Steve Young's most iconic run, I think, is against the Vikings. It is. So Jersey's that's, falling off. That's a different one. Okay. So, um, 
you know what? You just go with the with the stats. I'll, I'll go with TD Pass and Jerry Rice because most likely that's the, that's how it is. Do you want some Pat Summerall? On stats a are for morning? losers. Yeah. Let's get some Pat Summerall. CBS Pat Summerall, take it away. Steve Young, MVP season. Young pulls it down, comes back out. Going to take off. And he could do that. Steve Young. Touchdown, 49ers. Amazing. Not the one I was thinking of. I love Summerall. <laughs> Amazing. He has what you call an economy of words. He said like three <laughs> things in that whole call, and it was a beautiful call. <laughs> 49ers would beat the Rams 27-24. They'd go 14-2. and he would win his second MVP two years later when he broke all the passing efficiency, and then he finally got that Super Bowl. Steve Young, one of the great quarterbacks of NFL history. We see you. Mm, the NFL continues to deal with the Raiders' fallout from John Gruden resigning. We heard from coaches like Brandon Staley. We heard from Mike Tomlin. We'll hear from GM Mike Mayock, his comments that he made. The first person from the Raiders organization to speak out at the podium. We'll show you next. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Rand LaCobb joining the program. We've got Thursday Night Football ahead hours from now right here on NFL Network, Bucks, Eagles in Philly. But right now it's time to announce the NFL Way to Play recipient. The honor goes to a player who exemplifies proper technique any given week. So for week five, the winner receives a personal letter from the commissioner as well as a $2,500 donation to the player's name uh, in the player's name to a high school or youth football program of their choice. The winner for the second time this year is Trent Williams, Niners offensive tackles and a- tackle an absolute monster. Congrats to Trent Williams on the award. The $2,500 donation that will be made in his name. We cannot wait to find out who the NFL Way to Play recipient is for this coming week. It might be from tonight's game, kicking off Week 6 action in Philadelphia at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. Selva uh, has a news hit for us. He's out in his garage still somehow on the West Coast. I don't know when that's changing, but maybe never. Just going with it, Kay. Just going with it until they tell me I got to go. So until then, <laughs> this can be nice and cozy where I am. I love it. Either way, good morning to all of you. And we start in Las Vegas, where the Raiders are busy preparing to take on the Broncos on Sunday as they continue to also deal with the fallout from the John Gruden situation. Members of the team, including General Manager Mike Mayock, addressing reporters and talking about how they're dealing with the situation inside the organization. I've talked to several of the black players. 
Okay, I think we've reached out to a bunch of players, black and white. Um, everybody's got emotions and feelings. I've talked to some of the people in my department that are black, and, and my my I, my director of pro scouting, and I just said, DJ, I can't put myself in your shoes. Help me. Okay, so uh, we've spent a pretty good amount of time trying to trying to help these guys and talk with these guys, and not talk out at them, but with them. Um, and the other thing I would say is just uh, for Carl, it, it, let's be honest, he's a community of one that's openly gay, okay? Um, we do have a large community of African-American players, and, and we're, I'm trying to do, we're trying to do everything we can for that community as well, obviously. It started there, okay? Nobody's forgetting that. We're ta- and, and I'm trying to, do, to work with everyone, and we're going to continue to do that. A lot of emotion coming from the Raiders quarterback Derek Carr saying the team needs a leader now more than ever. And his job is to lead with his actions and his voice. Okay, guys. Thank you so much, Will. Yes, appreciate you so much. It was nice to hear from Mike Mayock. He talked about the game. He talked about the Broncos, how they're still competitive. They're three and two. This is different than other seasons. He talked about interim coach Rich Basaccia and what he adds, the kind of coach he is and what he does and means to those guys in that locker room. I ask you, D'Angelo is a former player. How does a team try to get set for a game when there is a distraction like this? Is it it's obviously not fair to ask players to compartmentalize, but it's something that has to be done if they want to win. Yeah, and <clears throat> first I want to say Everything I've heard about Rich Bisacci has been nothing short of amazing. Him as a coach, him as a leader. I know early in the week I, you know, I made the comment, uh, you know, I don't know his connection to Coach Gruden, right? They got a long history. Um, what Coach Gruden has done does not affect who Rich Bisacci is as a person. So I first want to say that. Um, but, Kate, to your point, you do have to kind of compartmentalize because at the end of the day, it's about the guys in that locker room. You know, no matter what happens with the head football coach, um, the new one or the old one, uh, you got to go out there and play for the guy beside you. Um, You know, a lot of these guys in the National Football League, they need this. You know, they need this job. They need this income. Um, A lot of us don't come from the nicest of backgrounds. And so for them, it's it's, it's a bigger picture here. Hmm. And that's who you are as a player, who you are as a person, um, what you're fighting for when you go out there on that football field. So we can say as much as we want about this being a a, a heck of a hole to climb out of for a football player in that locker room, but I know for me personally, I loved football so much, it was my sanctuary. So no matter what was going on, no matter – you know, how many times things happened in Washington that always distracted our attention from the game, the game, right? It was always something. We didn't care as players in that locker room. And maybe we had become kind of immune to it or, you know, maybe immune to the word, just numb to it uh, because it always seemed to be happening to us. But at the end of the day, I knew I had to go out there to try to be the best player I could be. And I think a lot of those players in that Raiders locker room kind of feel those sentiments. Like, yes, we understand what what happened, what transpired, and we know it's going to take a long time to move forward as an organization. But each of us as an individual player has to still go out there and do our job. If not, we're not going to have a job. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. I think you do compartmentalize because you understand, I still got to go out here and make plays. Nobody across from me is going to care that, you know, all of this has happened with our organization. Oh, God, we're going to take it easy on you this week. Mm-mm. No, they're going to try to beat your head in even mm-hmm. more. If they see you out there not going 100 percent or not, you know, looking as though you're engaged and fully focused on the job at hand, you're going to get your butt whipped even more. And so for all of these players, I can guarantee they're going to be ready to play. They have to because they're fighting for something bigger than just the Raiders organization. They're fighting for themselves. They're fighting for their families. They're fighting to keep their jobs and, you know, ultimately take care of family members and, you know, all of those other people that they support for generations to come. So, um, you know, it seems like a tough thing to do. But having been in that locker room and been through a lot of different situations, obviously nothing like this. um, But, you know, I know myself and the guys that I've talked to, it was all about, look, it doesn't matter what they say, what's going on. We got to go out here and take this onus on ourselves to go out here and compete. 
What do you think, Peter? Yesterday was the first day that they were all together, and we saw not only Mayock but Bisaccia at the podium. But I was told that uh, in the morning, Derek Carr addressed the team and was fantastic. Fantastic about what this season could still be, mm-hmm. what this season means, what the brotherhood of football players are. And he's shown a lot of grace towards Gruden in a lot of his public he comments, mm-hmm. where he says he hates the sin uh, of what was done, but he can't hate the man. Love the man. And I love the man. Yeah. And I think that grace that, that Derek Carr is showing um, is, is, is interesting and rare in today's climate. And I think it also speaks to him as a man and as a player and saying Absolutely. this season's not done. We're three and two. Three and two. Mayock said mm-hmm. Rich Versace is the greatest leader of men he's ever seen in his life. Mm-hmm. He didn't say John Gruden was the greatest mm-hmm. man. This season's not done. Mm-hmm. Those people did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. That organization is going to be fine. They're going to move forward from this. This was a wake-up call for a lot of people, and it ringed, and it rang a bell. But, gosh, I think there would be nothing cooler than that team to rally around each other, Carl Nassib to rally around him, and to see this Raiders team get back on track and, and maybe pull off some wins here and say, no, no, we're not about that. That's not us. That's him. This is us. I think mm-hmm. it could be an opportunity for them to galvanize around it. I think that they will win this weekend. I do. A lot of times when you have interim coaches come in, the team wins. Last year was 3-0. and And remember, this is not a team who fired its coach because they were bad. This is a good team who had its mm-hmm. coach leave for other reasons. I find the crux of this that's fascinating is what do the current Raiders think about John Gruden right now? And I heard what Derek Carr said, too. Not to put too fine a point, I'd like to hear from some more of the black players. I'd like to hear from NASA. How do they feel? Because is this a locker room where they're like, that guy's dead to us? Like, I can't believe that. I hate that guy. I don't respect him anymore. Or... Is there a faction or even a majority who says, we know the man, we don't care about the story, that is still our guy, and we're going to win for him even? I don't know, and we won't know until they talk about it, but I'd be fascinated to see what that dynamic is in that locker room, because this is unprecedented. Najee Harris. Fires a bullet. Pulled in by Najee, gets out of a tackle. 10-5, touchdown, Najee Harris. Wow, did he make a great play. The give. And Najee up over the top for the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Wow. Najee gets the call up over the top. Did he make it? Touchdown, Najee Harris. Here we go. Our next guest has it all going on. He will run over you. He will jump over you. And he has things to say. That's why we love him. The pride of the Crimson Tide and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris, what's up, Najee? What's up with y'all? Clapping for himself. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, you're up, man. We love you. Uh, we love watching you play. We talked to you before your NFL life began. You're five weeks into it. Tell us everything. How's it going? It's going good. Um, you know, obviously we're you know we're we're, we're sitting at out where we want to be, but we're we're, we're making good strides to, uh, to go forward. Um, but it's fun though, man. I, I must say, my first couple of games was fun. I'm, I'm, I played against a lot of guys that I, uh, that I used to watch, so uh, it's it's fun to actually be out there and um and and, and versus guys I played against and just to, I guess, just be with my team. And you've had the full experience as a Steeler already. There's been a great win in Week One, a couple losses, and you had this other big win last week. Now we're going into a Sunday night game on national television, and it's like, let me show them the Najee Harris experience. How excited are you for this one? Sunday night, under the lights, the entire country watching. I'm excited because, I mean, this is going to be my first night game. Uh, so, you know, uh, I guess everybody's saying that, hey, you got to see Heinz Field at night. It's, it's, it's like no other, I guess. So, you know, I can't wait to see that. And not only that, but we get to play against the C- Seattle Seahawks, who, you know, my uh, good friend Marshawn used to play for, and um, you know, I just you know they have a good organization and a good team, and they have good players too on the defensive side. So you know, what a, like it's like a kind of lined up well to have a night game, and not only that, but to play against the Seattle Seahawks, and um, who's who's you know who has a good team, and you know can uh, everybody in the world is going to be watching that game because the I guess the only game playing, yeah. So um, I mean, that's a, you know I'm excited. No doubt, no doubt. Well, we're all excited, too. Let's talk about your head coach, Mike Tomlin. Despite the two and three star, he's still the same guy. He doesn't uh, – how does it feel playing for a coach that doesn't mince words to the media about how his team's playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I told everybody before, Mike T is, is, like, such a likable guy and somebody that you can play with. 
Um, you know, I, I always love Mike because of his energy that he always bring. Even when we was at our, our worst, having that, that, that losing streak, he always came in and never changed, like you guys said, and just kept the same energy and said, you know, we got to keep pushing. And, um, you know, he said he, he likes using the same, like there's more meat on the bone of what we're doing. And, you know, I never lost my focus or, or my, 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 my goal of, you know, coming out here and winning these next couple games and going to our bye week. So, you know, he always keeps us motivated. It's, he's, he's such a likable guy. So, um, you know, I'm excited that I get to, I get to play with him for my, for, for my rookie year. It's years. Gears is right until you're a Hall of Famer, right? Let's talk about a Hall of Famer, a Steelers great, Jerome Bettis. He is a huge fan of yours. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. I want you to listen to what he had to say about your impact there in Pittsburgh. Keep doing what you're doing. You, you see his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. He's doing a great job there. But he just got to keep keep banging, keep banging, because it's going to break. And, and it's one of those things where you just mm. can't lose confidence in the guys uh, in front of you. That was a response to a question I had asked him about, some advice he might give you with the offensive line, with everything as a rookie. He also said to Pittsburgh's 97.3, the fan, quote, he can be much better than I was. Uh, he is multidimensional. I was more one-dimensional. What are your thoughts when you hear Jerome say that you can be better than he? I mean, that's a lot because obviously that's a Hall of Famer. And um, not only that, but he's just a, a great person. I actually was with him um, not too long ago, a couple of days ago. We was chopping it up about um, how maybe – Oh, he's actually going to come here today, actually. Um, we're going to um, watch, break down a couple of films. I actually reached out to him. So, you know, for him to say all that is it's such an honor for him being, you know, obviously who he was. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm always open to learn. So I have reached out to him um, saying if we could watch film and, um, you know, hopefully we could do that today. But I know he's a busy guy. But, you know, it, it, like I said, it's an honor for somebody like that to, to, to have those words said to me. That's really cool that you reach out to him and you're going to do that with him. It's smart, it's insightful, it's mature. We love that about you, Naj. We love a lot of things about you. Also, we love that we have something in common with you. We, uh, we have one of these, and so do you. This is a scepter that you've given out for angry runs each week. We sent it to you after your laugh-out-loud play against the Raiders in which you threw a safety into the next dimension. Can you take us through that play, Najee? And when it happened... Did you know that was going to be a thing that was talked about, or was that just football? Here you go. Uh, uh, I mean, shoot, what can I say? Like, I don't know. He's a he's a great he's a great great player. Um, but you know, for 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 DBs to to go out of somebody my, my size, um, there's only two things they can do. They can either go up high or go low. So, um, you know, I kind of chopped my feet down. If y'all seen the beginning, just to see if he was going to break down and go to my feet, or if he was going to dive on my feet. But you know. He broke down with me and kind of stayed there. So I knew that he was going to go up top. And I just gave him a stiff arm. But, you know, he's a great player, though, man. I love watching him in college. I played against him in college, too, at Mississippi State. So um, I appreciate y'all for giving me the little the little Harry Potter stick. I appreciate that. You guys are the best, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> it is the scepter. It is, it's an honor. It is a, it oh, is a huge joke. deal. You called it the Harry Potter <laughs> stick. I think that's what I'm going to refer to it. He to. said to Jonathan Abram, part. Wingardium <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. Uh, Najee, we love having you on. We loved having you on this offseason. We also loved getting to know your story. You're an incredible person off the field as well. You've only been in Pittsburgh since April, but you are already making a difference in that community. Tell us more about your organization and the work that you've been doing with the Greater Richmond Interfaith Program, also known as GRIP. Yeah, so um, we just actually recently did something. Me, uh, my, my nonprofit and Lowe's, we just actually renovated um, – uh, most of the, the uh, Richmond soup, soup kitchen, um, Great Richmond, we uh, we renovated a lot. We did the, we, we helped make a mural. We did the fences. We helped. They was really. They reached out to me said they really really need um, the carpets to be redone. redone. So we we got there in there. We did the we did the carpets. Um, but really, I just want to give a shout out to the to the Lowe's home team, and um, and then my my family and everybody who came to uh, to help out. It was about like about like eighty of us, I guess. It was about 80 of them all together and they all they all pitched in and, and, and helped out. So, you know, you know, small things like that is is, is kind of what my nonprofit do. But with that, that was something I want to start with because obviously I used to stay there. But, you know, just giving appreciation for what they did um, while I was staying there, putting the roof over our head, my family's head. 
and, um, you know, just helping us believe that there is extra stuff. There's, you know, there's, there's hope out there. So, you know, I want to do something in, in return. And, and that's one thing I'm doing more stuff too. But that's just one thing I could start with. The small things make a difference. You have to start somewhere. And Aji, that's an incredible thing that you just laid out. You are a fascinating guy who we love to talk to. Good luck on Sunday night. We will be watching. I hope you guys put up 40 points on Denver and you earn 20 mm. points for Gryffindor. Go get it, Najee. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. My Send man. our love to Juju out there in Pittsburgh. More than morning football on the way. Our next guest, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets of all time. So much so that he ran it back, brought him in, and he had a huge grab in week five. Randall Cobb joining the breakfast table after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. <laughs> what a commercial break. Joining us now, one of the best veteran wide receivers in the National Football League today. He's tw- uh, in his 12th NFL season. He's amassed almost 7,000 career yards, almost 50 touchdowns just short in his career. He'll probably get those in Green Bay. He's a former Kentucky Wildcat, a current Green Bay Packer, but a Green Bay Packer for life. Good morning, football, to Randall. What's up, Randall? What's happening? What's happening? How y'all doing? Great. We're so happy to talk to you and have you on the show. We're happy you're back in Green Bay. I'm not that happy because I'm a Bears fan, but let's start by talking about last week. You had a wild ending against the Bengals. Crazy game. Five missed field goals combined in the fourth quarter and overtime. It's weird to even say. What gets lost in the narrative, though, is that 15-yard catch just before the game-winning field goal. Tell me what was going on in your head before and after and during the play. I wish y'all know how tired we were. Uh, you know, it's 85 degrees. We're playing on turf. It's it's just different. We haven't been in that kind of heat uh, since Jacksonville week one. And I swear, like every single drive, we were going back out there. We're like, all right, this is the last one. This is the last one. Okay, this is the last one. This is the la-. And then finally, uh, whenever we, whenever I made that catch to get us at field goal range, you know, we, we knew Mason was going to hit that one. Yeah, you guys are always unwavering in your support of Mason, which is very cool because I know it goes back a long time. Randall, before we get more into that play, can we talk about the origin story back in the summer? You're with Houston, and there's an impression amongst the media that the way this went down was your quarterback said, I'm going to come back to the Packers if I get 18 back on the team. And it was all orchestrated and power broken. That's the impression amongst the media. What was it like from your perspective? How did that go down? Uh, well, you know us as players, we don't hear anything until we hear it in the media. And I, I got a, I got a call. I was taking a nap. I woke up from a nap and had a call from a reporter saying, like, "Hey, is this true?" I'm like, what are you talking about? I have, I had no clue what was going on. 
oblivious. And um, that that was the word. And, um, you know, I had to go back in the, in the locker room with the Texans the next day and all my teammates uh, giving me flack about it. I'm like, look, man, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm here like I'm supposed to be. And then uh, then it happened. And uh, I got the call up to the GM's office and went up there and they told me I was getting traded back to Green Bay. It's probably really great news, and it's working out really well for you guys, especially since, listen, Randall, after you were traded, as it goes, you had some time before your family moved back to Wisconsin. So you were crashing at Chateau Rogers in his house. What was that like? Was that like back at summer camp? What movies you guys watching? What video games? That was like, had to be the best bro time ever. (laughs) Oh, man, man, we had a great time. We had a great time. You know, uh, he's a great host. You know, fridge is always stocked. He got those bidets, so you got the warm toilet seats when you go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was Olympics, so we were watching Olympics every uh, every night. All the all the different sports. We were talking about how well we would compete in them. Uh, we had a great time, man. It was just like uh, back being back in high school, just hanging out at your buddy's house and and, and just spending time. I can just picture Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers talking about Caleb Dressel and just yeah. being like, look at this guy swim. <laughs> no, yeah. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, and they're just clean as a whistle, too. <laughs> I'm sure. Right <laughs> <laughs> of your life. <laughs> After a rough start in week one, you guys did uh, turn it around. And, and it was awesome to see you so involved in the game plan in week four. And then, of course, in week five, Devontae Adams is going to be that alpha guy, obviously. We know Mercedes and Tunyon. What is the Randall Cobb role in the offense? Because you had the clutchest play of the game, but where do you fit in this Packers offense with all these different chess pieces and how you guys are moving forward in this NFC? Um, I'm just a compliment, man. You know what? Yeah, the, the main part of our offense right now is Devontae, and you know that. You know he's going to get his targets. You know he's going to make the plays every chance he gets. I mean, this man's getting double, triple team and still coming up with 200 yards. You know, that's what I'm – to see his growth has been unbelievable. Uh, we got Aaron Jones, who, you know, I think is one of the better uh, the better backs in this league, and, and he continues to make plays. And our, our blocking downfield is so important as receivers, and we take a lot of pride in that. Uh, like you said, Tunyon, NVS is going to be coming back here soon off an of injury. You know, I'm, I'm just a piece. I'm a piece of the puzzle. Uh, I get in where I fit in. Whenever I get my opportunities, I try to make the most of them. Uh, but, but I'm a compliment. Um, you know, this is this is not the same offense whenever I was here in 2014. Um, you know, where we're going to throw the ball 40, 50 times. But uh, we do have a balanced offense and we, we have a, a way of attacking defenses. And, and I think Coach LaFleur puts us in great positions to all have success. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my part whenever it's my, my numbers gets called. Hey, Randall, you guys have a lot of veteran players on that roster. Rodgers is 37. Mercedes Lewis is 37. Mason Crosby is 37. You're the young buck at 31. How do you think the presence of so many experienced players impacts that locker room? I think it's huge. We got leadership at every position. And just being able to have that experience in the NFL and making making sure guys understand uh, week in and week out that, you know, especially uh, all the younger guys, you know, they're stressed, fresh out of college, that don't understand that there's no down game in the NFL. They're, you know, they're, they call them trap games, but they're not trap games. You playing NFL players is getting paid too. So you, there's no week that you can take it lightly. You got to make sure that you're going out to practice with uh, focus and an intensity, having that, that same lockdown focus in the meeting room. So you're not missing out on, um, you, you know, we're not having mental errors in the games and, uh, you know, we can go out there and find ways to win ball games. And like you've seen, we had to win different ways just about each week. Yeah, can't you just have like a couple of mental errors this week, just for me, maybe? Because it's Bears week, of course. This is a rivalry that is very one sided, especially when you're on the field. You are 13 and, 13 and 2. <laughs> what is it? 13, 13 and, two. and 2 in your Packers uh. career. Against Chicago. Uh, are you wearing the I'm great hat? It's a little gratuitous. We get it, Randall. You're great. Uh, great I bet coming great, back be to great. Green Bay, be great. Yeah, you are great, especially against the Bears. I imagine it made you appreciate your moments in Green Bay a lot, getting to be back there. You're reflecting on a lot uh, and some of your meetings back with the Bears as it is Bears Definitely. week. Which moment? What is the one Bears memory that stands out to you the most? Because there's a lot to choose from. Uh, I would say probably 2013 to get us into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That that was the one. I know. I know that one hurt you a little bit. I'm sorry. I really apologize. Here but, it is. You know, Aaron. Aaron I was coming back from this. injury. Yeah, Aaron came back from injury that game. I was coming back from injury. I had missed ten weeks with a broken leg, uh, and we connected twice that game. And in that game, winner right there. And you know, honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to be able to come back or how I was going to play. Uh, only play like 20 plays that game, but you know, being able to have uh, two impactful plays to help us uh, get over the hump and win that game and send us into the playoffs, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. You know, unfortunately, we lost that next week to to Cap and uh, the 49ers. He rushed for like 200 on us, but uh, you know, that was still a good moment against the Bears. Well, there's so many. I mean, week one and under the lights a couple of years ago was pretty incredible, too. Randall, you could pick any of them, but here's something that you're going to love. Wild story going on where there's this school down south, this basketball school, that has not lost a football game this year. We're talking about the Kentucky Wildcats. Your Kentucky Wildcats, sure. Randall, are 6-0 and for the first time since 1950. This weekend, the they're taking on the top ranked Georgia team, Mark Stoops and the Wildcats. Give us your expectations for this weekend, my man. Hey, man, first and foremost, they need to give Mark Stoops whatever he wants. I mean, that man's come in and changed the whole face of the organization, the whole face of the uh, the program at Kentucky. Uh, But my my perspective is we got to be in the game in the fourth quarter this week. Uh, You know, Georgia's an incredible, incredible team. And uh, as long as we can keep it close and give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter, I think that we're, we're in a great spot. Randall, come back anytime with whoever you want. We'll talk bidets and whatever. <laughs> D'Angelo loved that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I got Good you. luck this week you, against yeah. my yeah, Bears. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. Veteran have a good wide receiver Randall Cobb. See you, man. Looking to improve Thanks, his career Randall. against right, Chicago to, what, 14-2? and two? Yeah. <laughs> Nice NFL season, 14-2. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> they play twice a year. Like, so funny. What's going on? Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.